helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Many of us, if asked this question, do you want to be successful? will answer, of course, I do. However, did you know that many of us carry subconscious fears of success that cause us to sabotage the success that we say that we want? In today's show, Michael will be using the biblical story of the paralyzed man by the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5 to launch his talk on overcoming the fear of success. Part 2 of last week's show, The Fear of Success. If you are new to this show, we are on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about our Christian not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or by calling one 544 3546 Let's go right into today's show. In last week's show, The Fear of Success, we did three things. First, we emphasized that the fear of success is real, and we looked at psychological and biblical passages to show that this fear is a real thing. Secondly, we looked at the causes of the fear of success. And thirdly, we looked at the symptoms of the fear of success. If you missed that show, then I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, search for Elim Counseling uh, Services in YouTube, and you will find that show there. In today's show, we will be looking at strategies for overcoming the fear of success. And I'm going to be using the acronym FETCH, F-E-T-C-H, to look at five strategies, five steps to overcoming the fear of success. And in addressing this topic, overcoming the fear of success, I will be reading the story of the man by the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5. And I'll be using this passage as a sort of background from which we are going to be discussing this topic. And those of you who have been listening to this show will know also that I will be referring to psychological literature to back up the points that I am going to be sharing with you here today. So here we go. John chapter 5 reads as follows. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me 
into the pool. When the water is stirred, while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. So strategies for overcoming the fear of success using the acronym FETCH is is what I said we are going to be doing here today. So when we look at this man by the pool of Bethesda, we see this man who is positioned for success. He's in the right place. He's doing the right thing. But there is something that is missing And as we get this story, it begins to unfold that Jesus is having a conversation with this man. And and we can learn from this passage that the conversation is much longer than what it reads in John chapter 5, because we have those interesting few words in verse 6 of chapter 5, where we read that, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. So what is most likely taking place in this text is that Jesus is talking to this man and this man is saying, I have been here for 38 years. I have been trying to get into this water and he's he's pouring out to Jesus all the problems of his condition and Jesus is learning about this man from the words that's coming from his mouth. And at some point, Jesus asked this important question do you want to get well? You have been complaining about how long you have been here. You are positioned by the pool. You have friends that have taken you here. But do you want to get well? And in last week's show, we went into detail about the import of this question. But let me just say here briefly that this question is a very deep question because it is pointing to the fact that maybe there was something in the in the psychological state, in the spiritual state of this man that Jesus was picking up on that was making Jesus think that he didn't really want to get well, that there was some kind of fear that was holding him back from this success, this miracle, this healing that he's he's presenting as wanting, but not really taking the steps. For 38 years, he has been in this condition and maybe coming to this pool time after time, but not making that final step. So the question of Jesus, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to get well? And as I said in last week's show, when Jesus or angels or God asks a question in Scripture, it's not about them lacking some information that they need to be informed about. It is for the hearer of the question to self-examine, to discover something about themselves. So in this question, do you want to get well. Jesus is getting this man to self-examine to say, 
Do I really want to get well? So this is why we're using this passage of a fear of success, because it's quite possible that this man had a fear of success. Interestingly, one of the studies that were done by the Chronicles of Higher Education reported that more than half of the people who pursue their Ph.D. degree stopped with the ABD degree, and that means all but dissertation. All of these people, they did everything that was necessary, four to six years of hard work, but never made that final step to do the final dissertation. The dissertation is this formal document that they need to do to argue their their thesis. And half, 50% of the people never completed this. So it's not about these people's ability, because if they didn't have the ability, they wouldn't get that far in the program. So there is this feeling that there is something that may be blocking 50% of these people who pursue their PhD from following through to get that final designation, to be successful in their pursuit. And so it is that many of us who position to do things stop short of that final step that is going to take us into the realm of success. And here we have this man, he's at the pool, his feet might have been dangling in the water, but that final step he lacked. And Jesus is speaking to him and asks the question, do you want to be made whole? And so today as we examine this acronym FETCH that I will be using to discuss discuss the the strategies for success, how to overcome the fear of the fear of success. I want to begin with by talking about the F. The F in the acronym is for fears. If you're going to be successful, if you're going to overcome the fear of success, it is essential that you know what your fears are and what they are about. Jesus asked this man, do you want to be made whole? So if we look at this story, what could be some of the fear of this man who is by the pool? For one thing, if he had been in that condition for 38 years, if he is made whole, then he would have a number of challenges. So maybe he could fear losing the relationship with the people who took him to the pool year after year or day after day to for him to attempt to be made whole because the relationship that he had with those people was a relationship of dependence so it is often the case that when people begin to become successful or to pursue success that they have to do things that are going to end friendships that they already have. So it could be a fear of losing his friends. It could also be that this man is fearful of what is he going to do if he cannot beg, if he's not disabled to the point where he can no longer beg? What kind of occupation is he going to have to learn at such a late stage in life? So this fear of not having an occupation to 
turn to could also be behind this man's fear of success and what led Jesus to ask him, do you want to be made whole? So it is similar today that many of us have fear of losing friends. For some people, it might be the fear of the unknown or the fear of failure, which is the other side of the fear of success. So the fear of failure, what if we try, what if we go after that thing that is our heart's desire and we fail? That fear keeps many from from trying. So it's important that when we think of the fear of success that we know we sit and we journal about what our fears are. I remember this one client, she came in some years ago and we begin to talk about why she felt stuck at this critical point that if she made the next step, she would have become very successful, but she couldn't muster the courage to do one simple things. And we begin to discuss the fear of success. And she said, I have no fear of success. And I encouraged her to take 15 minutes a day to journal about her fear of success. And she says, Michael, this is this is a waste of time because I can't think of anything. She came back the next week. She had five pages written of things that she feared. And it was then that she got the breakthrough. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 8, we have the story of Mephibosheth, the grandson of of King Saul. And this man, this young man was crippled due to an accident in his childhood. And he was in hiding, believing that King David would kill him because he was the the grandson of a former king. But what was it that really kept Mephibosheth What was it that was keeping him trapped in this place that he was living in that is is this place in the desert where he's hiding from the king? Was it really the fear of David or was it something more? We get a glimpse that it was something more in 2 Samuel 9 verse 8 because when David summoned Mephibosheth and wanted to give him acts of kindness, remember what Mephibosheth said in those verses. He said, who Who am I that you're showing such favor to a dead dog like me? So Mephibosheth's fear was really about not thinking of himself as worthy of success. What is it that makes you fearful of success? So you need to be aware of what your fears are. But secondly, you also need to face your fears. All fears, if you're going to overcome them, you have to be willing to step into the ring with those fears. Doctors would never overcome their fear of blood had they not persisted in medical school to do the experiments that would expose them to blood. And so it is that To be successful, you have to face the thing that you fear. So the F is for fears. You have to know what your fears are, A, and B, you have to face your fears. The E in FETCH, in the acronym FETCH, is for evaluate. And we need to 
evaluate, first of all, our avoidance mechanisms. What are some of the ways that we are avoiding the thing that we fear? This man by the pool of Bethesda, if he were to sit and journal about what are his avoidance mechanisms, he could maybe ask himself some important questions. Why is it that I can get these friends to come with me to the pool, but for so many years I could not arrange for them to stay with me to get me into the pool when the water is troubled? Is there something there why I am not going to that extra step? If I Certainly, if we had friends who were willing to carry him there, some arrangement could have been made to get him into the water. So why is it? Uh, what What is his avoidance mechanism? In this case, his, avoid, his avoidance mechanism is not making the plan for the next step to get into the water. He made the plan to get to the pool, but he did not make the plan to get in to the water. Maybe your avoidance mechanism is out of this feeling that you can't or feeling somehow that you are not up to the task that is ahead of you. So if you are feeling that you're incapable and you can't, it's important for you to think of reasons why you can. And one good scripture is in Philippians, I think it's Philippians 4.19, where it says, I can do all things through Christ Christ who strengthens me. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic Overcoming the Fear of Success. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Back to Michael. Another uh, avoidance mechanism can also be our spirituality. The very thing that can help us to overcome the fear of success can also be to our detriment because many of us, we hide behind our spirituality and we use it as a way to make excuses. So, for example, someone who is afraid of success might think of money as evil and will find passages like the love of money is the root of all evil as a way to justify their complacency and their lack of desire and motivation to go after success. But what is interesting is that many of the people who I have spoken to who have this passage at the root of their fear of success is misinterpreting this passage because it never said that money is the root of all evil. It said the love of money is the root of all evil. And Jesus uh, touched on the difference when he said we can serve God and money at the same time. So it's about it's not about having money. It's about making money your idol, loving it to the point where it becomes your idol. So many people misinterpret passages like these to hide behind their their fear of success. So A, you need to evaluate your avoidance mechanism and B, you need to evaluate your emotions. And so there, there, there's a big difference between excitement and fear, but people can 
confuse the two. The two ex the two feelings can be confused for each other. And we know this from things like uh entertainment rides where people go on these rides where they're fearful but the fear and the excitement is is mixed into one and it's hard to separate and people have this heightened emotion as a result of the two the two fears of uh, the, the two emotions being mixed and so it is we need to be able to differentiate between the fear the excitement that we feel for a new venture and the fear that we feel because sometimes we can mistake excitement for fear. And so sit and journal about how you really feel. Many people who leave their partners stranded at the altar do so because they have mistaken excitement for fear. And the T in this acronym is for THINK. You need to think of, you need to change your thinking pattern from focusing on obstacles to focusing on possibilities. Jesus, as he was talking to this man and learning about the 38 years that he had been in this condition from talking to him, it was becoming clear to Jesus that this man was more focused on the obstacles more than the possibilities. So he said, I have no one to put me in the water. He could have said to Jesus, ah, you're here. Can you put me in the water? Can you stay by so you can get me in the water when it is troubled? So even after Jesus asked him, it's all about complaining, I have no man. So think about how you are dealing with the problems you have. Don't become problem focused, become solution focused. Don't focus on the obstacles, focus on the possibilities. In Proverbs 23 verse 7, we hear these words, as a man think in his heart, so is he. Not in his mind, in his heart. And there's a difference because in scripture, the heart is the seat of the emotions, is what you feel. And so it's not just to say, oh, I'm thinking about success, but to think about it in a way that you feel it. And so you can, you can think about success in a way that you feel it by not just thinking it in your head, but by writing it out, by putting pictures up on your wall as to what it is that you, you want to accomplish and, and visualizing those things that you want to accomplish. And by so doing, you're drawing closer to your success. The C in the acronym the C in the acronym the C in the acronym is for childhood wounds. What are your invisible wounds that might be holding you back? Was a curse spoken over your life as a child? A curse in this sense means someone who has said negative things over you like you will never amount to anything. Sometimes sometimes those words can become like a curse because children hear these words and they begin to live it. Oh, I will never amount to anything. Your father might have said to you, you will never have the kind of success that I have because you're too lazy. And as a result of that, you begin to think, oh, I cannot amount to more than what my father accomplished in life. And so you're holding yourself back. And so it is important for you to 
understand what these curses are in your life and begin to pray against them and begin to to set your mind to not let these curse limits you. Think of blessings. Think of what the Bible says about you and your possibilities. Think of people who have spoken good things over your life. Think of accomplishments that you have. You have. You have. You have. Uh, achieved in your life because if the, the curses can set us in this mindset that all we think about is the negative and we become guilty of this way of thinking that is called minimization and maximization where we minimize the positive and we maximize the negative. In cognitive behavior therapy, we talk about schemas. And schemas are the way people begin to perceive themselves and and others as a result of the wounds that they have suffered in childhood. And so someone who has suffered curses spoken over them might develop this concept of themselves as being, of, of sorry, develop this concept of others of being better than them, or the world as being this place that is hostile and in which they des- out, and out of which they deserve nothing good and so it's important to begin to understand how your childhood affect how you see others and how you see the the world it is also important for us to understand how our childhood wounds affect how you see how we see ourselves the self concept that that we talk about in cognitive behavior therapy because your self concept how you really see yourself will determine the kind of internal dialogue that you have with yourself and you will sabotage yourself time after time by just focusing on the reasons why you're unworthy of a certain a certain achievement so take time to understand your childhood wounds and the the h in the acronym is for help don't do this alone even the man by the pool had help he had people who took him to the pool and he had jesus who healed him and so it is that if you are going to be successful it's important to know that you cannot do this alone you will need others to come alongside you this man had friends that took him there you might in in today's uh society you might need a coach to help you you might need someone that can help you to set up a plan a financial advisor that can help you to set up a plan of action that is going to take you to that place of success or you might need a mentor someone who can help you uh who have been there and have done that, who can help you along the path. Or you might need a counselor, a counselor, a professional psychotherapist like myself who can sit with you and work through those childhood wounds that are holding you back from your goals. So so there you have it, the acronym FETCH. And if you have missed the first part of the show, you can go back and listen to the show on our YouTube channel at Elam 
elimcounselingministry.com. If you just type Elim Counseling Ministry or Elim Counseling Services in YouTube, you'll find it. Or, or if you go to our website, elimcounselingministry.com, Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. These steps are simple steps, but they are profound. You can achieve a lot if you follow the, the strategies that have been outlined in this episode. We also want to remind you that we are a not-for-profit organization, that we depend on your donation to keep these programs on the air, and also to provide subsidized counseling for those in need. So if you have not yet contributed to these to the to this ministry, you can do so by going to our website and making a, a donation through our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Our, our mailing address is there if you would like to, to mail in a check. But you can also become a monthly sponsor of this show by going to our Patreon page. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So if you type in patreon.com in your web browser slash elim counseling you will find a link where you can become a sponsor for as little as five dollars monthly and so until next time this is your host michael hart of elim counseling services praying that god would keep you safe in these times and that god would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.